0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, October 23rd, 2021, and this is day 1323 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you and honor you. You are the love of our life. There is nothing that can be done without you. You are the creator of all things. You even give us our very breath to breathe. You created us in your image. You gave us your precious son, Jesus Christ. You allowed him to die on that cross so that we can have eternal life with you so that we can be redeemed and reconciled back to you. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is Nothing But The Truth. Yeah, we're going to begin to understand, if you don't know already, I'm sure you do, but even more so how we need not uh, forego the truth for things, for substance, for prestige, for power. We need to tell the truth at all times. And even to people that you may feel like, oh man, they're going to hate me if I tell them this, or, or they're going to you know, cut me off from the wheel if I tell them this. You, know? <laughs> you need to obey God and do exactly what God has given you to do and, and what he's given you to say. So we're going to come out of Daniel chapter 5, verses 1 through 30, and uh, learning how Daniel spoke only truth, no matter what. So let's get started. Daniel chapter 5, starting at verse 1, it says, King Belshazzar gave a great banquet for a thousand of his nobles and drank wine with them. While Belshazzar was drinking his wine, he gave orders to bring in the gold and silver goblets that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken from the temple in Jerusalem so that the king and his nobles, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Now the concubines were his other women. I mean, they had women on the side and they had multiple wives. Okay. So verse three, so they brought in the gold goblets that had been taken from the temple of God in Jerusalem and the king and his nobles, his wives and his concubines drank from them. As they drank the wine, they praised the gods of gold and silver, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone. So they praised uh, evil uh, gods using, uh, little g gods, um, using uh, gods, true and living gods, golden goblets. Suddenly, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall near the lampstand in the royal palace. The king watched the hand as it wrote. His face turned pale, and he was so frightened that his legs became weak and his knees were knocking. The king summoned the enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. Then he said to these wise men of Babylon, Whoever reads this writing and tells me what it means will be clothed in purple and have a gold chain placed around his neck, and he will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. This was huge. <clears throat> Dressed in purple meant royalty, and the gold chain upon his on their neck uh, let everyone know that they were a high-ranking official uh, back in those days. You know, gold and chains and jewels were even put on, not on only on the leaders and soldiers, uh, also on their animals, their camels to show uh, their prestige and um, who they were. So he was so fearful of what was, I mean, I would be too. You just see a handwriting, just a hand starting to write on a wall. Yeah, yeah, it's reckoning time. Verse 8, then all the king's wise men came in, but they could not read the writing or tell the king what it meant. So the king Belshazzar became even more terrified and his face grew more pale. His nobles were baffled. The queen, hearing the voices of the king and his nobles, came into the banquet hall. May the king live forever. So there was a certain way you had to approach the king or you could be struck dead. So he had to give you permission to come in and you had to honor him first, and this worldly king, right? Um so and this queen uh was not his wife. This was more likely his um father's wife. Uh so anyway, she says, may the king live forever. She said, don't be alarmed. Don't don't look so pale. There is a man in your kingdom who has the spirit of the holy gods in him. So she didn't even know either. <laughs> gods. All right. In the time of your father, he was found to have insight and intelligence and wisdom like that of the gods. Your father, King Nebuchadnezzar appointed him chief of the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and diviners. He did this because Daniel, whom the king called Belteshazzar. So Nebuchadnezzar gave Daniel a different name, and that was Belteshazzar. So he was found to have a keen mind and knowledge and understanding, and also the ability to interpret dreams, explain riddles, and solve difficult problems. Call for Daniel, and he will tell you what the writing means. So Daniel was brought before the king, and the king said to him, "'Are you, Daniel, one of the exiles my father the king brought from Judah? I have heard that the spirit of the gods is in you, and that you have insight, intelligence, and outstanding wisdom.'" The wise men and enchanters were brought before me to read this writing and tell me what it means, but they could not explain it. Now I have heard that you are able to give interpretations and to solve difficult problems. If you can read this writing and tell me what it means, you will be clothed in purple and, and have a gold chain placed around your neck. And you will be made the third highest ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered the king, you may keep your gifts for yourself and give your rewards to someone else. Nevertheless, I will read the writing for the king and tell him what it means. In other words, you don't need to pay me a dime. I don't want your money. You can't pay me off. I'm going to just speak truth to you. Okay? Your majesty, the most high God, gave your father Nebuchadnezzar sovereignty and greatness and glory and splendor because of the high position he gave him all the nations and peoples of every language dreaded and feared him those the king wanted to put to death he put to death those he wanted to spare he spared those he wanted to promote he promoted and those he wanted to humble he humbled But when his heart became arrogant and hardened with pride, he was deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given the mind of an animal. So he lost his mind, actually. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like the ox. And his body was drenched with dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the most high God is sovereign, the most high God, the one and only living God, all right, the one and only true and living God. So he had, he he did this and, and, and acknowledged that the most high God is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Instead, you have set yourself up against the Lord of heaven. You had the goblets from his temple brought to you, and you and your nobles, your wives, and your concubines drank wine from them. Now, Daniel wasn't there, so you know God showed him all of this. You praise the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which cannot see or hear or understand. But you did not honor the God who holds in his hand your life and all your ways. Therefore, he sent the hand that wrote the inscription, and this is the inscription that was written. Now listen, Daniel <laughs> knew the inscription, and he's going to give the interpretation of the, scrip- of the inscription. So the inscription was, "mani mani to kill parson. Here is what these words mean. Mini. God has numbered the days of your reign and brought it to an end. Tequil, you have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Paris, Paris. your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and persians you notice he's talking in present tense you notice he didn't say in future tense that this is what's going to happen he's saying this is what's happened right now then at Belshazzar's command daniel was clothed in purple a gold chain was placed around his neck and he was proclaimed the third highest ruler in the kingdom you know da- daniel was older he could care less about all that stuff. He was already a high in a high position, but position meant nothing to him. What mattered was serving the Lord our God. Verse 30, that very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was slain, and Darius the Mede took over the kingdom at the age of sixty-two. Wow, wow, wow. You know a true prophet of God because that word is going to come to pass. And it did immediately with him. Nothing but the truth. Point number one. Have you ever had to tell someone something that you knew they did not want to hear? Or have you ever talked to someone and and they're going through great stress and strain and tribulation. And you know it's because of evil they've done to others or because they've disobeyed God, now they're reaping for what they've sown. There will be times that people will call on you because they know you serve the Lord. They've been watching you and like the queen was watching Daniel, and they know that you're the real deal. You're not fake like so many others they've seen, like the astrologers, enchanters, and diviners. The queen knew Daniel's character. She knew he was a true man of God, and she knew he would speak truth based upon the word of God. She knew he could not be paid off to tell the king something favorable because he was the king and because he could possibly lose his life. Daniel could have. Truth was far more important to Daniel than even his life. Because the king had the power and the authority to have him put to death. But Daniel served the true and living God. And it didn't matter what other people thought. Point number two. We must not be fearful to speak God's truth. Truth is what makes people free. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, you know, that, that is so important for us to understand. If we walk in Christ, then we, too, speak truth and we speak life. In these last days, people need to see the true and living God working through you. So don't let someone's title, wealth, power, or political status, or the fear of losing your job, or um Not being able to get the house that you want, if you don 't make up some lie or uh you know understanding that that if you don 't put this on that job application, you know that you may not get the job because you know that people don 't hire felons or you know that you got this mark against you, but you don 't want to tell the truth because you need this job right but but yet. We need to trust God more so than man. Put it down. Watch God work this thing out. Put down the truth. Watch him work it out. When we begin to take matters into our own hands, then God's hands are tied. God is saying, you got this then. Go ahead, because I'm not going to intervene. You must trust God to do it. There's been many times (laughs) when I have put my hands in it and said, all right, here's the plan. This is what I'm going to do because I know this is how these people are. So this is how I'm going to approach them. And God says, I didn't tell you to do that. So now I've got to deal with it myself until I yield and say, God, please forgive me and give it to him and then let him handle it. And then I just trust him and tell the truth. Okay, that's what we have to do. Um, We have a choice though. You can do what you want. But you're gonna we're gonna reap accordingly. <laughs> so don't allow power, you know, or political status stop you from telling them the truth. They will be blessed because of your loving obedience to God. And so will you. Recently I was talking to my sister. We you know, they're uh living with us right now. I've said to shared this with you all that while they're waiting on their house to be completed, their new home and within a month, they may be moving, I don't know, but, um, which is however long they need to stay is fine. We've been having a lot of good fellowship. And so we were talking and she was sharing with me about how she had to just tell a young lady, she was basically mentoring uh, work wise uh, on, uh, had to tell her the truth about some things she was doing. She's the young ladies that go get her hard worker, but there's some areas that she's Still, she's a believer in God, you know, and there's some areas in our life, even when we're believers, that we have to change. We have to give to God. And in hers, it was uh, this lying spirit where she would lie and say, oh, yeah, I can do that. Yes, I can do it. So we can't get it confused with having this um, great outlook and uh, positive outlook that, yes, I can overcome this and speaking this, but... You've got to understand if you're telling someone I can do this, and their uh, livelihood depends on it, and you know nothing about it, you don't know how to do it, you can harm them and yourself. So my sister had to let her know the truth, and she received it, and and see that's love when you can tell someone the truth, and and they need that because. Otherwise, they're going to continue going through life thinking that this is okay. You know, and if they are if they look up to you and they're seeking you and, and you're kind of like their mentor or whatever it is, you know, and they're coming to you asking for help, tell them the truth. I'll never forget uh, my husband and I were doing some counseling. This was several years ago with a couple. And we set up the date and the time and they came. And we were in the office and at and, and the very beginning stages and, you know, just talking to them, getting a feel for things, and we we picked up on something through the spirit. We could pick up that they were high, drunk. A lot of things were going on with them, and we cut it off. We said, you know what? We can't. We cannot have a counseling session with you while you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol. There is no way because this is not the true you right now that we're talking to. So you need to wait until you're sober. Uh, And if you need some help getting to that point, we can refer you somewhere to get that help. But right now, we're not the ones that can help you. You need help. Uh, in other areas, or if you know that you can control yourself and and not drink or not uh, not get high uh, then and then come back, so be it. We love you and we care about you. We want your marriage to work out. But at this point, there's nothing we can talk to you about in this state of mind. And they understood and they were grateful. And they did say, we would like some help uh, and get some help on our drug addictions. And um, we gave them referrals. They ended up not going that route, uh, I hate to say. But again, we all have a choice. And we had a choice to sit through that and knowing that there was no way they were going to get this or to tell them the truth. And I'm grateful to God for giving us the power to speak truth. And he's given you the same thing. You're probably coming up against something today, right now in your life. And God knows it and he's giving you this message so that you can begin to tell the truth. Don't fall prey to Satan's tactics to make you feel like if I tell this, they're going to, you know, I'm going to be fired or they're going to do this to me. No, no, no. Trust God. He has the authority. He is sovereign. He created everything. He's in charge of everything. Why not trust that person? trust him, (laughs) right? He will, he will work it out for you. All right. All right. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and nine says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That is the ultimate. Otherwise, if you're not saved, you go to hell. There is only one of two places, heaven or hell. There is no middle ground. All right, don't read the word for yourself. That's why I read you the word of God, because it has all the power all by itself to let you know what you should and should not do. All right, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, jackieb like boy U-Y-C-K-S-Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you,